1: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45
2: up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
3: Coming up in this edition of TV Black Box, does Pete Evans have a future at the 7 Network? More Big Brother news. And we chat to the delightful Peter Hellyer. Welcome to the podcast where people in the TV industry get their news.
2: This is TV Blackbox, bringing you the inside goss from the TV industry.
3: Hello, I'm eating a red
4: frog. Welcome Gosh. to the TV Blackbox podcast. The wheels are falling off everywhere, McKnight. I've just swallowed it. Oh. That's what she said. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and the, the the first gag of the day goes to Sarah Monahan, who's coming to us from an undisclosed location in the U.S. But if you want to search her out, just search Shrimp Tank on the socials. That's you are Sarah. You are like the A-team. No one could find them except a little old lady who needed help could suddenly find the the team. The FBI couldn't track down. You are our A-team. Hello, Sarah.
2: Hi. I am very ninja-like. I do scurry around and, you know, like a good former child star, I have homes in multiple places and I <laughs> like to bounce between the two. Pandemic be damned.
3: Absolutely. Hey, the viewers advocate is here, Steve Mulk, who is not at Mulk's TV talk. He has only informed me this week. He's actually at Steve Mulk on Twitter. Malk, I have said your Twitter handle for the entire duration of this podcast and it was only this week that you told me I was getting it wrong.
4: Uh, hello, Rob. Hello, everyone. And I pity the fool that hasn't paid attention and thinks that I'm still <laughs> tweeting at Malk's <laughs> TV talk. Um, uh, uh, it's Look, it, it doesn't matter. In the grand scheme of things, you'll still find me. But if you want all mulk all the time, it's at Steve Mulk. Why
5: the personality change, Malk?
4: Uh, Because it's all about branding, Brookie, as you'd well appreciate. Mm. I started out uh, as a whole other named person and then I got told that I need to separate my TV talking away from my nerd talking. So thus Mock's TV talk was born. And then I realised that it's actually me, Steve Mock, who people love to hate and hate to love. Uh, So Mox TV talk still exists, but it's all about me,
3: baby. Well, I like the fact it's all about you, Malky, because it's you that we love and adore. Hey, also oh, here yeah. is Benjamin J. Norris. That's how he's known on Twitter. But to us, he's just good old Ben. Hello, former Big Brother winner. Do I have to say former Big Brother winner every time I
6: mention your name? Yeah. You're the only one that does. Please no. I know. <laughs> uh, you're obviously not reading the comments section on some of your podcast or pr- productions. <laughs> no. I don't read the comments. Like, Can Ben Norris even have a conversation if it doesn't include Big Big brother,
3: <laughs> well, you do. You have plenty of conversations on the Ben Robin Robbo show that don't involve Big Brother, and right here as well. And Ben, we love your commentary. 100%. Hate is gonna hate, and of course, we have our very own viscount brookie sitting there with a glass of wine or is it a chardonnay it's Stephen brook hello brookie it's a sports
5: drink but thank you for that lovely uh uh, that lovely tableau that you've conjured up i'm in a bit of a state i think i've just agreed to go on abc news breakfast in my pajamas not quite sure how that happened oh you will love it Yeah, you're not shying away
4: from that at all, Brookie. You just
5: want to get the guns out. (laughs) Did you
4: tell them you sleep
5: naked? No, and that's (laughs) fake news.
4: I do not.
6: (laughs) I
5: do not. And you know what? I don't want to be up in front of ACMA, the regulator, for revealing more than I should at 6.45 a.m., in the morning, which I'm sure is G rated, if not P rated. So You well, realize that
2: every time we do this podcast, I'm in my pajamas, that's right? All I'm in ways. them right now. Yes, but Sarah, I'm
5: a gentleman and I'm not going to draw attention to that. But I'm getting some tips.
2: I'm in my Hugh Hefner satin
5: suit. My main thing is do I play it as it is or do I quickly get online and shop for Peter Alexander? Oh, yeah,
3: Peter Alexander, the crap out
5: of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. Brookie yeah. go naked.
3: you wouldn't be the first person to put an erect penis to wear. I've done that. Oh, (laughs) Uh, And that is a true, that is actually a true story. Right. Um, Please explain. Studio 10, we put Rob Lowe's Erect Penis to air as part of a 1988 special. And,
4: uh, yeah. Mate, it brings a whole new vibe to how Woody is your your
3: charter name. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we got in trouble from ACMA. It was a genuine mistake, obviously. We were talking about the sex tape. And the producer decided to use a steel frame and for some reason it got through. So, yeah, yeah,
6: very true story. The system
4: works.
6: (laughs) Is that an intro for Brookie's erection? Like, what's happening here? Sure
3: was. <laughs> get it down,
6: out. That's... Oh, Malk's left.
3: <laughs> Sarah and I didn't. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and that says a lot. Rob, All right. what are we talking about this week? <laughs> <laughs> Shut down. All right. So Let's get loose. to the news headlines of the week. And we begin with an exclusive story. Seven is refusing to stand by in Battle TV presenter Pete Evans after he was fined $25,000 by the TGA for promoting a device he claimed could help with coronavirus. On multiple occasions, TV Blackbox has reached out to Seven to find out if the network plans to continue to employ Evans, but all approaches have been ignored. Not even a no comment. The news comes as sources suggest MKR will not be back next year, and there is speculation the low-rating show will be replaced by Seven's new cooking show,
5: Plate of Origin. Brookie, is Pete Evans too much of a liability for Seven? I think so, but then I have thought that for a number of years when the pronouncements and the worldview and the dietary advice has seemingly got crazier and crazier. Uh, And, look, he's a popular figure. He is very well known, and I think in a way it's an abuse of his position because he's become Mm. extremely well known as a judge on My Kitchen Rules, that is his day job, but he's really used his position to spruik what I think are some fairly way-out takes on things, the latest being this absurd... uh, But everyone
2: should have the right to sprout their own conspiracy theories and craziness, and it's up to people (laughs) to decide whether they take that advice or not. Okay, I
5: agree with that, and I'm big on free speech. However, they don't have the right to do that and then also expect... To be employed by a big television network, uh, the ratings were very bad for MKR and. And
3: this is the point, Brookie. This is a fair point because he has been a protected species. But Sarah, it is like Don Burke. Channel Nine hated working with Don Burke, and then but they grit their teeth and they bear bought. As and long
2: they- as you're rating, you're gold and you're fine, and you have got a yep. jail out of get out of jail free card. Yes, as absolutely. As soon as you lose ratings and you fuck up, you're out.
6: Mm -hmm. Doesn't everyone else also think that, you know, clearly Channel 7 cut ties with him a few months ago and now he's allowed to just release the crazy without the network ringing him and saying, hey, you can't do that?
4: Oh, it sure looks like it, Ben. There's no question that's what it looks like. And then hearing no word from Seven only leads us further down that path because if he was still a trusted, loved, you know, star within the network, they would be front-footing this and saying, no, Peter's a part of the stable. We love him, we love him, we love him, and that we have heard nothing from them, speaks
6: volumes.
3: Oh, yeah, and, and, uh, uh, you know, maybe they're not sad to have this out there this way, Sarah, Mm. that he's DOA.
2: But it has been very trendy for a lot of years to you know, shit on Pete Evans and debunk everything he says. And there's nothing wrong with paleo. There's I love
6: his recipe. I love his recipe for bone broth. Activated almonds. Exactly. Time to go. Get him. Get rid of him. I think he's he's a crazy person and no one's interested anymore. So he can go to his YouTube and sell his bone broth and his cups of tea and we'll find some new people. He
2: can jump to the U.S., and he can sell his bone broth to Governor Cuomo's wife, who's telling yep. everyone to take beach, blotter, beach baths. <laughs> it's ludicrous. And, look, and there's nothing
3: wrong with bone broth. Bone, bone broth is actually fine. It's just the whole package of peat that just doesn't yeah, rub well with me. Anyway, with news of the Logies being cancelled for 2020, come Speculation TV Week will be axed as part of massive cuts at Bauer Publishing. The SMH reports editor Thomas Woodgate was offered a voluntary redundancy last week, but sources tell TV Blackbox the magazine is safe. Talk of a move to online appears to be unfounded due to the older demos the mag attracts, and TV Week is one of the few titles that has managed to sustain its numbers. Really, the only drop-off from TV Week, Malk, is when people die off.
4: It's pretty crazy, isn't it? I mean, TV Week now is in a position where when it does physically publish a printed magazine, the TV guide within it is so out of date, it's 16 useless pages in the middle of the the magazine. (laughs) Um, Then we have to talk about the fact that while I understand its audience and the need for a printed um, booklet in that regard, its online presence is all over the place. Like, I get that Bauer are trying to push this Now to Love angle and and all of that sort of thing, but it should. Everything that they post should be under tvweek.com.au. End of story. The fact that it's this mixed message digitally loses a a generation under all of the people that go and buy the printed thing, which is now useless anyway because they can't vote. They have to be, you know, as you talked about in Studio 10 Days, given a laptop where it's logged in to help them step through that.
6: <laughs> I love the TV and, week.
3: And, look, we did do that. We absolutely did do that. And I still can't believe why people had a problem with that. You know, these people wanted to vote for Studio 10. Sure. They didn't know it's how. The process, they were right? the re- they, The crazy thing is these were the actual readers of TV week who couldn't log in and do it. So we helped them. We helped them vote for the show. And I still stand by that.
2: It's no different from when they had the sausage chisel parties with the publicists yep, who got you know, a stack uh-huh. of magazines and had to fill them out with their own talent from their show. And well, it is different
3: because these were real viewers actually voting. It's just that we facilitated it.
6: <laughs> is this a sad time for me to mention that I've been collecting the TV Week since, like, 1988? Like, I actually read the TV Week, <laughs> have been a reader, have been voting for many years, and guess what? I am not over 50, not even yet. Like, I was an eight-year-old with my subscription. Yes, but you're a freak. Meanwhile. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take it. But it's also time time that
2: Australia got an awards ceremony that wasn't affiliated with a magazine. Go ahead and do one. I don't
3: have a problem with that. I really don't because without TV Week it just wouldn't happen. So I,
2: um, I don't. And it's an institution Maybe it would too. Maybe we have a new, a new freshness to it that people would not. Show I, I don't about.
3: think the TV Week Logie Awards are a problem. It's, people have a problem with TV celebrating TV, and and look, there was a. I got a huge backlash on Twitter when I put the news out that the TV Week Logie Awards were cancelled this year. They were a lot of people were like. Oh, dozens of people will be upset, you know. Like, uh, who cares? And all this kind of stuff. And Barry Cassidy you know what? cares. They're not for you, but they still rate eight, nine hundred thousand.
5: Is still one of the biggest events on TV. Across
4: anyway. a
3: four-hour broadcast, too.
5: Exactly. What is there for the local industry actors uh, to be able to go? Uh, the actors are quite targeted. It's a crossover sure. between film and television. And there is no pop- popular vote in that. It's only industry. That's vote. right. Yeah. So. Uh, I think that we need somehow... There used to Guaranteed. be a TV Joyce Award that c- came and went that was, I think, pushed by Seven and Pacific yeah. long in the distant past.
2: There was uh, the People's Choice Awards.
5: Yeah, exactly.
2: And Dare I in, say it,
4: it's time for TV Blackbox to dig up and, and unearth the mulkies.
3: <laughs> well, there you go, Malkies. We'll bring the mulkies back uh, and... Uh, we can get- do it
4: online. We'll do it in June when the TV week, like you should have been. It I'll w- put a pretty frock on. So yeah. will
5: I. Lovely. So I'm will so pants. will Ben. I oh, take okay. out into some black tie. <laughs> yes, Brookie, you could be our MC. Okay, done. Fair
3: Alright.
4: Production meeting done
3: moving on channel 7 has revealed details of one of the upcoming contestants of big brother the reveal comes after tv black box named three housemates from the series set to air in june matt from broken hill new south wales will be entering the house as one of the 20 contestants competing for $250,000. according to seven matt is a mining electrician and engaged but as we discovered this is not matt's first time on television Previously, Matt Garrick appeared on the ABC's Think Tank with Paul McDermott. Ben, the full list of names has actually
6: been leaked to you. Tell me what we know about the other three contestants we've named. Well, so far we have leaked the names. Uh, Zoe George, who is a very well-known mummy blogger, actually found out last night when I was on the Danny Lakey show that... uh, she used to actually be a guest on his regional radio show before he got the Metro gig. So mm. she's actually been doing you know a bit of media for quite some time. She's not bad to look at, and I've watched a lot of her videos. On paper, the idea of a mummy blogger on Big Brother sounds like oh, maybe not, but I'm death. C- I've, I've come around on it. The thing that I thought was funny about the one that the Channel 7 released is he's the person who's also got a media profile, you know, being on Think mm. Tank. And people had been saying right from the get-go when it comes to Big Brother, we don't want people who have already had a, mm. a profile. Save them for celebrity versions. We want to see real Australians that represent, you know, the fish and chip shop owner. So they're two of them. The other two is Ian, who's from Western Australia. It's still unknown as to whether or not he is an archaeologist or whether or not he's just a diehard archaeologist. I want to be Sam Neill <laughs> slash Indiana Jones. But uh, from what I've heard of him so far, apparently he's very likeable and quite the conversationalist. And then who am I forgetting, which is the... Daniel Goings. ...AFL's, you know, person who's already had, you know, a bit of a career with AFL. However, I kind of feel like... I don't know, Brookie, if you feel the same way. Some of these people that we're seeing on this show are sort of like these kind of like Australian figures, like a tradie, a mummy blogger, an AFL player, like are they representing like Australian culture like I guess Survivor sometimes does?
5: It's almost a bit like they are pulling up stereotypes. Yes, that's the word. With a view to hoping that they get that segment of the audience following. So you might not be that interested in Big Brother, but you quite like AFL, so you're going to watch for that. They're going to get the... Mum's at home watching because there's a mummy blogger on. I think a similar technique often employed by I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, particularly in Britain, where they always had a politician or a former politician, always had a soapy star, Mm. always had some sort of sports person. Formulae. Always had some sort of entertainer, light entertainer, singer, uh, in the hope of even if you weren't that enamoured of the format, you thought, well, I quite like that type of person, so I'm going to
6: follow it. It's 20 contestants. They shot it over five weeks. They've got to burn through these contestants very quickly, so we might not even see these people for very long. Like, I, from what I've heard, you know, they're going to burn through these people by... The, the way to evict people is someone's going to win a challenge and in that episode you'll see someone win a challenge, nominate three other people and the house will then vote to evict the next person. So this show is going to be very quick. They're going to vote and evict people very quick. So 20 housemates is a lot for a short show. That's all I'm saying.
3: Absolutely. And we're very excited to announce that TV Black Box and the Ben Robin Robbo Show is producing a brand new podcast, a companion podcast For Big Brother. It's called Eye on Big Brother. It brings together former winner Ben Norris, who's part of this podcast, David Robinson, myself, and former winner Reggie Bird-Knee Sorensen. Or is that the other way around? Reggie Sorensen-Knee Bird. Um, (laughs) She will be joining us anyway to cut through the crap and give her view unfiltered, uncensored, Uh, and I can't wait for that. We are starting now. You can subscribe right now on your favourite podcast feed. It's called Eye on Big Brother. And we will be starting the first episode this week, and then doing weekly episodes until the series launches, and then we will have a new episode after every single episode. It's going to be Rob. That's E-Y-E, awesome.
4: Y-E, isn't it?
3: Correct. Yes. Thank you very much, as in the big brother's eye. Well done, Mug. Good point to be made. Meanwhile, the ABC has lost $783 million in funding since the coalition came to power in 2014, according to a new report. As detailed in The Guardian, the ABC's managing director, David Anderson, has warned staff he will unveil measures to meet the shortfall at the end of July. More cuts to programming, services and jobs are expected in the next financial year, despite six years of downsizing, including the loss of more than 1,000 jobs. Sarah, this looks bad for sure, but do you reckon the ABC probably needed some trimming anyway?
2: Hadn't they already done a bunch of trimming last year?
3: Well, they've had to because they haven't had any new funding. So as inflation
5: goes up, their budget effectively goes down. It was a bit more than that. Sorry, I'll jump in. It was a bit more than that. The government froze the entitlement. So normally you index to inflation and get more each year. The government over a three-year period said, no, we're keeping it at the same level. So effectively they're going to lose a further $84 million.
4: Pay increases get affected in all of that sort of stuff, absolutely. Sorry, Sarah.
2: No, no, I just, I mean, it sucks for them, but at the same time, I mean, millions of people around the world are losing their jobs right now, so they just kind of get rolled into everyone else.
3: Yeah, and and look, there has been some criticism in the papers uh, about the fact that ABC stars are going out for budget, uh, calling for more funding for the ABC while we're in the middle of a crisis, but I still come back to it. While I'm a big believer in the ABC and I'm a big supporter of it, there has been room for trimming the fat in the ABC. As someone who's worked in commercial TV, I have looked at the ABC at times and gone, "Oh my god, they're taking 5 people to do what we do with one person." You know, there always seems to be these extra resources. I often hear about the fact that they a new financial year is coming and so they quickly spend all the money so that they don't lose any allocation of budget funding. You know, like lovely hearsay. Not hearsay.
5: Not hearsay. So. <laughs> I do think maybe there is something within that, Rob, and just about how hard people have to work for the public broadcaster as opposed to in the commercial sector, particularly now, when, mm. I mean, that looks like a very large amount of money that the ABC has lost in funding. But if we went to, say, particularly seven or nine or ten and just it up the amount of advertising revenue they've lost over that period compared to what they used to gain mm-hmm. may well be comparable. What I think is crucial out of all of this is that you have the ABC managing director, David Anderson, plus you have the chair, Ita Butros, and this is going to be the unveiling of their grand plan. Yes. So it's going to be not just a statement about budget cuts, it's going to be a philosophical address, if you like, about what they see the ABC's role and purpose being in Australia in 2020. And is that obviously is going to be news front and centre, but what is the role yep. for uh, television drama, say, or what is the role for yes. sport on the ABC? Or are we just going to have panel show after panel show filling up the sed- schedules such as Charlie Pickering or Gruen or The Chase. Which are the things that rate the best on HPC? McAuliffe, Hard Quiz. McAuliffe, Hard Quiz, you can't say that. Uh, they rate very well, but, of course, they're also very cheap and uncomplicated to produce. Mm. Yeah. Or are we going to be more ambitious? Uh, are the cuts going to be salami slicing, which is that every department loses mm. 10%, Or is the ABC going to say there's this concept of, um, you know, commercial failure? Are they going to maintain excellence in in topic areas that the commercials rarely touch uh, and increasingly don't want to touch, such as science, such as children's, uh, such as religion, but also such as the arts? And then, finally, what is the role of rural and regional coverage in all of that? That's a a
4: great point to bring that up at the end, Brookie, because you're right. Up until recently, the ABC has been one of the biggest media organisations in Australia because it isn't just a television broadcaster. It's got very big responsibilities across radio, particularly across rural Australia. And Mm. in fact has been responsible responsible for delivering the emergency network around bushfires, around natural disasters and all of that sort of stuff. So to that end, that's expensive to have the hardware, the people and the stuff in those places. Absolutely, there's probably some fat that could be trimmed. However, I will stand hand on heart and say that we cannot give the ABC enough money to continue to do what it does because the product that it puts out more often than not is amazing.
3: Look, I'm not going to disagree with that, and especially the stuff about regional Australia. There is no commercial viability for that mug. So, yes, the ABC is an important part in those communities, and I absolutely agree. Foxtel has confirmed plans to outsource all of its programming under a new partnership with Viacom CBS. As Kevin Perry reports on the TV Blackbox website, the new arrangement will see the closure of three internally produced Foxtel channels, V, Max and CMC. To be replaced by a new lineup of MTV branded content. Mob, how does this announcement fit in with what you've been hearing?
4: Yeah, first of all, no more Osher Ginsburg and James Mathesons, that's for sure, birthed Mm. out of Channel V. Um, As you'd expect, with this kind of deal flying around and the situation at play in the media landscape right now, um, there have been some reasonably tight closures of some orifices uh, that pass on this kind of information. Uh, However, (laughs) the little bit that has leaked out is that the plan for an MTV multi-channel 410 in Australia is still in play though not, ah. not um, there's no not exclusive paper. Um, yes, the catch will be that MTV new content would land on the MTV channel in Foxtel uh, and that what we would get uh, on Channel 10 free-to-air would be older seasons, i.e. N-1 or 2 seasons of a whole raft of content that they've got.
3: Ah, so your mail is, it's not over, the fat lady has not sung, so your early reporting could still come to fruition, and of course things do change though, you know, like, things do change, Uh, Ben, have you, when was the last time you looked at a music video channel?
6: Yeah. I really feel like they've let, they dropped the ball on that a few years ago. I mean, we really haven't seen any other stars, you know, newer stars come out, like the list that we just had with Osha Ginsburg, James Matheson, Yumi Steins, a lot of these people, they were from a golden era, which has come to an end. I feel like they needed a big kick in the pants. Maybe that's what this is. And Malk saying they might come back and do something different, but uh, music shows, they've they're kind of out of date, aren't they? I feel bad because I do believe in uh, you know content being made, and I you know I'm sad that people are losing their jobs, etc. But yeah, I kind of feel like it's dead.
5: Can I just raise a point which has got to do with the demise of Channel V? No, you can't. Okay, I got to do it anyway. <laughs> Go for gold. In this day and age, when there is so much media content. What is the purpose of continually, as it seems to be Foxtel doing, chopping and changing and overhauling the names of its channel brands? So we're going to have Channel V, which I think has been there for decades, is out and it's going to be replaced. We have stations such as Fox 8, Come and Go, 13th Street, I seem to remember, has been replaced. Uh, there's a whole new suite of Fox One, Fox Funny, Fox Hits, et cetera, et cetera. And I just think aren't viewers going to be overly confused by this continual, mm. I think they like to call it a refresh or rebranding. What is the purpose of marketing? a new name for something where viewers are used to a name that they've had for decades.
3: Because it's not about the viewers already there. It's about getting new viewers in. And the simple fact is Foxtel has been declining. There's been a huge churn. And so you look at the last year, how many announcements have there been about something big, new and shiny on Foxtel? Mm. Basically, they are trying to make noise and stay relevant. The biggest problem for them is that the streaming services have completely messed with their um, criteria with the way they sell themselves and the fact that without sport at the moment, the churn rate is so high. So expect more gimmicks, more announcements, more channel lineups as we go forward to try and make Foxtel seem the like the bright, shiny
5: new object that they want it to be. Well, that's a laudable aim. I just don't know if they're getting there by launching a new channel called Fox Funny. <laughs> All right,
3: that is funny. very good point. Sarah, it's now time for Hatches and Dispatches. What have you got for us?
2: Thanks, Roberto. Popular Aussie actor Jessica Murray was rushed to a Sydney hospital on Saturday after police and paramedics responded to a call saying the Gold Logie winner was in poor health at her eastern suburbs home. Mystery surrounds the hospital visit, but she's been seen on social media since. The block has resumed production, and according to the SMH, executive producer Julian Press believes a suite of new precautions will keep cast, crew, tradies, and the general public safe. The office of Prime Minister Scott Morrison has made an official written complaint to the ABC over some of its reporting on the government's much discussed COVID Safe app. The Australian Diary section reports a formal letter with complaint written in block letters in its subject line takes issue with some reporting around privacy concerns being unnecessarily alarmist. While both Foxtel and Stan battle it out to secure a content deal with HBO, the SMH reports the premium US television network wants flexibility in its next content deal with local media companies that would allow it to launch its own streaming service in Australia one clause is said to allow hbo to end the commercial agreement early if it chooses to sam lloyd best known for his portrayal of lawyer ted buckland on scrubs has died he was 56. the star appeared on screen for three decades on shows like cougar town modern family desperate housewives the west wing and galaxy quest I really liked him. Mm. And that is the sweet taxes and dispatches.
3: Yeah, really sad news, uh, that one. And and not someone you knew off the top of your head, but thank you very much, Sarah. Coming up as TV Black Box continues, Mark is gonna give us a bit of a lowdown on some very interesting ratings trends. So we look forward to hearing about that. We'll also speak with Peter Hellier. The the second season of How to Stay Married is now out, and he will also talk about How the coronavirus has impacted the comedy industry, and we'll open the TV Black Bolt for our Guess Who Don't Sue section.
1: Hold up.
3: Robin Robbo. Media executive Rob McKnight. Something brand new is coming to your social media
5: feed. Big Brother winner Ben Norris. This is something bold and informative with a side of humour. And journalist David Robbo Robinson. It's truly going to be something different. Ben Robin Robbo Show starts April 20. Go to tvblackbox.com.au slash BRRR for more information. It's a ben, ben
6: Robin Robbo, Ben Robin
3: Robbo Show, Ben Robin Robbo Show. And I've got to say a big thank you to everyone who's reached out to me to talk about the Ben Robin Robbo show. Uh, There are a few surprised people knowing this is coming from my garage and uh, there's been a few issues along the way, but we've uh, gotten through those and uh, we're really feeling confident about how the show's going and the audience reaction has been fantastic too. Uh, But it's only one section of the TV black box empire. The other one you've got to look out for is TV binge box, which is and I can say this because I'm not part of this. The guys are doing it without me. And it is a fantastic podcast. I love hearing about what they're watching. I love hearing the arguments about the big topic of the week. Um, Brookie and Mulk this it's going great guns, the TV binge box. Thank you, Rob.
5: And they're not arguments. They're intelligent, informed... <laughs> Debates. I don't want intelligent, informed debates. I want arguments. And look, the chemistry is, is great. You guys all get on of really, really mutual well. Mutual respect. Rob. Yes, absolutely. No one rocks the boat, which may or may not have something to do with your absence.
6: Oh! <laughs> wow! Shots fired.
5: That's
3: amazing. And the show's
6: been (laughs) cancelled.
5: Yeah. (laughs) I'm
3: just logging in and pulling that off the feed
5: now. (laughs)
1: Gosh.
5: Thank you for your kind words. We are small but we are growing and I think the reason it works is because we are in no way peas in a pod and all Mm. have very different life experiences and very different tastes. It genuinely is a great podcast. Check it out. It's the TV Binge Box Meanwhile,
3: let's get across some ratings trends with Mulk.
4: Look, there's so much going on. And just quickly to hark back, Rob, uh, the block returning uh, and you know Julian Crest saying that he wants to make sure everything's good and safe for everyone, the real test for them is going to be when they have what is normally uh, a hugely well-attended uh, event in the open houses at the end. Um, oh, just yeah. Just how that's going to play out. And the auctions, which, depending on what's happening with social distancing and stuff, may have to be internet only. Or, like, phone only auctions. So, who knows what's going to come right. from that? But importantly, and this ties in neatly with what we're about to talk about, the block is a part of Nine's year long platform of shows that help them uh, in their attempt to maintain ratings dominance. The challenge for Nine isn't actually coming from seven this year, it's coming from 10, who have had a, a pretty good start coming off the back of a strong Survivor All Stars series that has tapered brilliantly into MasterChef Australia with three new judges, a whole bunch of returning contestants, and episodes that are rating, on average, 982,000 viewers, five-city metro. It is doing massive business, bigger than any other MasterChef series to date, uh, and guaranteed you would expect that the uh, executives at 10 would be celebrating accordingly. Um What we are seeing is that Nine are absolutely leaning in with Lego Masters now and To Come, The Voice, I'm sure will do the same thing. Just doing big business for them at the front of the week. MasterChef stretches out for five episodes. And you note that the times when it gets clear air and isn't competing with Lego Masters, that's when it pushes back over the million viewers again. It's doing great guns. Um, House rules. Distant third, not even pulling a half of Lego Masters and barely pulling just over a half on MasterChef Australia, which is not good news for Seven. They will be absolutely filling their DAX at the hope that Big Brother needs to be a ratings hit for them. And guaranteed, I think that at least the first episode will be. It's a whole other story at the top of the day, Uh, sorry, the start of the day when we think about what's happening at breakfast. We are staring now down what is the seventh week that ABC Breakfast has been in second place. Now, I haven't said the T word yet, so don't ring the bell. Um, Sunrise is remaining dominant and congratulations to Michael Pell and his crew there. Well done, honestly, to Lisa Miller, Michael Rowland and the ABC Breakfast crew who have pushed in really hard and i have to say while people may have sampled them because of the whole covid situation they've hung around people are seeing that it's uh, a viable you know reputable excellent um you know option as far as breakfast news and and tv goes independent of the fact that at least one of the people in this podcast appears on it regularly uh and then we get to talk about our friends at nine and ring the bell oh that was the worst bell ringing yet um, the Today Show, which is sadly moved very squarely into third place. Now this isn't this is uh, just new territory for the people at nine. I absolutely acknowledge that they are still pulling um, the, you know, their share as far as the, the market advertising market goes and all of the rest of it. However, it becomes a tougher sell when you are the third placed breakfast show and one of them doesn't have advertising for sale in it.
3: Yeah, look, it's an interesting thing, isn't it? Because six weeks is a hell of a time and you can argue that the ABC got a bump because we're in a, the middle of a crisis, but traditionally Nine have always been able to maximise a crisis in the nicest possible yeah. way. I don't mean to sound heartless when I say that, but they have been able to get viewers to turn on their breakfast and 6pm news programs to when, when there's a crisis because people have faith in the Nine News brand. People are now turning around saying Carl's the problem. Carl is not the problem. What did I say last year when they brought Carl in? I said, unless you change the format, it is not going to work. And I'm going to ring the bell every time I repeat myself on this one. Um, My stance hasn't changed. I think Carl is not the problem. Um, uh, and, and obviously they're looking at David Campbell as he fills in for Carl while Carl is uh, at home with his new baby. Yep. Um, I I like David Campbell. I think he's got a place. I put him in my proposal for what the Today Show should be. But uh, I do think it should be about Carl, and I would like to see Carl continue. I just want to see them evolve the format. Yeah, and no,
4: I don't think David's hunting for Carl's spot either, just by the way. He's very happy with no, what no. he's doing on. It's, it's not called Today Extra anymore, is it? It's just called to, Today. Yes. Is yes, it, still it is. No, it is still called Sorry. Today Extra. Um, he, he's very happy in that role and does a great job of it.
3: Um, mm. uh, and he skews to the entertainment side and that's he, a level of comfortability yeah, for him. Yeah,
4: I, I agree. I think that w- what we're seeing now, the real difference between ABC Breakfast and Today is that today's format needs attention and I stand by whoever is producing the entertainment and weather segs needs to be bounced to somewhere else because those two things <laughs> just need new life.
6: They absolutely yeah.
3: yeah. You look at what Stevie Jacobs was doing in the studio when he wasn't even on location and it was more entertaining than what the weather How is. How painful um, is that? Let's be, before the coronavirus. Mm. Um, but you look at what Sunrise is doing with their coronavirus coverage with weather and it's just smart. You know, they're thinking, you know, they even had, um, when it first started, James Tobin doing crosses from his house and making that interesting. Evolving, evolving, you know, evolving. Like,
4: That's what they're doing. They're finding the uh, Absolutely.
3: Absolutely. And, by the way, I would say um, I think ABC News Breakfast has become broader uh, this year. Uh, Mm -hmm. It was getting some runs on the board against Today Show, but this year it's got the serious side of it, but it's also having a laugh. I think Lisa and Michael work really, really well together, but there is a definite, from a format point of view, the show is definitely broader and having a few more laughs along the way and feels to me like sunrise and the today show used to be where it's i feel still they're serious but they haven't gone too silly and i so i can get my news but i can also have a laugh i think abc news breakfast has got the format right at the moment
4: brookie just to give you the opportunity to solidify your very important role on uh, abc breakfast what do you think
5: (laughs) i think that uh Obviously, we have had a personnel change in the lineup of ABC News Breakfast with Virginia Trioli, who had been at the program for a very long time, moving on to radio and being replaced by Lisa Miller. And that always uh, you know, produces a whole host of changes, as we saw quite a while ago now with Mel moving off Sunrise, which led to, I think at the time, a 30,000 person ratings increase. So maybe they've hit a sweet spot. I definitely think that the bushfires and then the coronavirus pumped up all news and current affairs programs but probably helped the ABC the most, definitely helped the 7pm news. I did want to make a point, though, about the other end of the schedule, prime time. And we were discussing earlier on, I think, on our other podcast whether Lego Masters would get the ascendancy over MasterChef. Mm -hmm. Clearly, when they're both on, Lego Masters is got the edge in the terms of total viewers. Mm. But there are far fewer episodes yes. of Lego Masters than MasterChef. Yeah, it's a sprint. Mm. So yeah. then Ma- MasterChef gets a free run in the back end of the week. And I'm just wondering why, not so much why 10 committed to such a large number of episodes, because we know the answer to it's that. that yeah. But why 9 have so few episodes of Lego Masters at, to the point that they're now trying to stretch it out with only two episodes per week compared to how many is MasterChef running for?
4: 11,000. They do five a week for MasterChef, six if you include yeah. master classes a second. Um, well, let's include it. Yeah, let's include it. The, uh, the, but you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The catch for Lego Masters, was... this last year for Remember, it was a nine-episode shooting star, three mm. eps a week, mm. in, out, done. Three weeks, it was just killed and pulled massive, massive figures. Um, The the catch for nine, as with every network, is that they're now caught on the hop where they've had to reshuffle schedules for later in the year. And so they're stretching out their golden goose Mm. so that it gives them – and look, winning Sunday and Monday has a huge impact on their week. They are winning the week –
3: Especially with no sport. – off a
4: very strong Sunday and Monday. And look – I don't want the NRL to return prematurely, but if it beats the AFL back, that is a free kick to nine over seven. There is no question. Mm -hmm. Um, So they have taken what is the 11 episodes planned for Lego Masters this year and they've had to go, we've got to go from three eps to two eps a week so that it can lead out to the voice because it's going to have to push out and carry the week for them for the next three or four weeks after that.
5: So yeah. how many episodes are we predicting Nine is going to schedule for The Voice each week? Oh,
4: they'll follow their format. The thing that's really going to Standard. hurt them is when they go to uh, the live episodes that will be, I assume, yeah. live but have no audience.
5: Yeah, yeah.
3: It'll be interesting to see how they do that. Malt, thank you for the ratings update. Uh, I always like to check in with you occasionally to see how things are going. And I tell you what, if uh, ABC News Breakfast gets to that magic 21 weeks that um, Mm. nine uses the measurement, that's going to be a very interesting year.
5: God, it's going to be like Malcolm Turnbull's prime ministership.
3: It is. is, Even if it gets to the teens, they're in trouble. Absolutely. Hey, look, uh, I had the pleasure of interviewing people Peter Hellier last week on the Ben Robin Robbo show, and we talked about the second series of How to Stay Married, and also what was happening in the world of stand-up comedy with COVID nineteen. How thrilled must you be to have a season two of this show, which is just been so universally loved?
0: Oh, thank you. Yeah, we're, we're stoked. I mean, I mean, to be honest, to get uh, one season of a half-hour scripted comedy narrative on a commercial network felt um amazing and um uh, and then so to get um a a season two um uh we we were thrilled uh we were thrilled with because um i think it's great to have australian comedy on on the commercial network the abc have probably you know, uh, well, not probably, definitely, shouldered the burden uh, for way too long. Um, so uh, hopefully, this is the, the start of you know uh, more local, uh, locally made comedy.
3: Uh, I hope so too. Although in this environment, it's very, very tough, isn't it? With all the restrictions in place and all the productions being shut down, you must feel blessed that you got this series done and dusted before this <laughs> pandemic kicked in.
0: Absolutely. Uh, we, um, I mean, we, we would have liked to have done the second season earlier, to be honest, but we, um, uh, my schedule is, is a bit full on and we just, <laughs> had, uh, some, you know, uh, we, we didn't want to rush into it as far as the writing and we wanted to get it right. So, uh, but you're absolutely right. Thank God we, we did. Um, because uh, I reckon if, you know, we had have been disrupted, it would have felt like maybe too far from the first series, possibly. I mean, you know, maybe not, but um but um, yeah, thank God we did, and 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 now we can, you know, potentially, you know, go into a development of a, you know, of a use this time to develop a, a third season. So we're oh, hopefully uh, you know, ready to go once we come out of this.
3: Have Ten already started talking to you about a possible third season?
0: I only, only kind of very casually, but you know, uh, I know the numbers on, on uh, uh Ten play have been uh, have been great, and um, I guess. They'll merge those with numbers we get when we go to where, and, um, and those discussions will be had. But I think everybody at the moment, I don't think anyone's talking too far into the future about um, production at the moment. That's just um, hard I to think know. everyone's, everyone, yeah, everyone's just, you know, heads down and, and hands on deck when we can and um, and hopefully we get through this and I'm sure we will. Um, uh, mm. But, you know, the, the, the fact is content, uh, you know, is going to be needed uh, at the end of this.
3: Absolutely. How do you feel about the fact that the Series 2 has premiered on 10Play before broadcast? Because obviously, traditionally, it's the other way around. But there is a whole new playing field happening online with streaming services and the catch-up services. Um, does it feel... How does it feel being on the catch-up service before broadcast?
0: Rob, if you told me, if 10 came to me um, a few months ago and said, we want to launch on 10Play before we go on air, I would have said... Oh, that no thanks yeah. <laughs> you know that, that wouldn't have uh, been something i would have been excited about we had a, a, a strategy um you know we're excited about being on the, the first season kind of the first few episodes were on during the ratings period and then we we, we were no longer in the ratings period so we lost some of our leadings like the bachelor and, and and how to stay married for the encore sorry uh have you been paying attention for the mm. encore um so then we had a few line uh time changes uh which which is not helpful as you as you know um so we were really excited about having a really solid, you know, time, maybe, you know, mid year uh to be on air for the eight weeks. And um and and then Channel Ten a few weeks ago came to me on a on a Friday and said, Would you consider putting out a template? There's a lot of people at home, um, obviously, there's a lot of eyeballs uh, you know, on television at the moment. Um and to be honest, it, it came down for me, it was it was um as a comedian, I'm not on the front line of the fight against Coronavirus, that's the, the medical uh, workers, and you know, and then the government, but, but as a comedian, the one thing I can do is provide content to help in a very small way, you know, uh, help people navigate this kind of weird time. And um, if you're sitting on a eight part, you know, locally made comedy series, that's ready to go, it kind of made sense to, uh, to put it out in the world. So um, we did that and, um, yeah, been, it's going great on, on template and, and, um, and, uh, the feedback's been fantastic. So, and I think potentially it could be something that we see more often that you we, know, you launch on the streaming service and then, and then go to air and, um, so it'll be interesting to see how it all, it all plays out.
3: It's a time of experimentation and that's a great thing. And, uh, let's be honest, we need to see more of those, uh, those flashback wigs and more of those would be great, but... <laughs>
0: crew storylines
3: uh <laughs> <laughs> yes um what i want to do is the opening scene of season two spoke to me so much as a father
0: yeah every storyline that we cover has come from uh either um, uh, my experiences um uh, certainly everything that's in the show i think I, i've experienced um but also, uh, we had a great, uh, you know, uh, writing, writer's room, a development room. And so everything you see has come from a very real place. Um, uh, you know, there's a, an episode which I, I'm particularly fond of where uh, Greg tries to make uh, an, a, a friend. There's a new dad at school and he's, you know, he's Spanish and he's really cool. And Greg's really excited about him. He's really excited about making a new adult friend. Uh, but then M doesn't quite get along with his wife and that makes it <laughs> awkward. And I've been in that situation where you think, oh, there's a new friend, but the wives don't get along. It's like, oh. Yeah, you
3: know, I think we've all been there. Be yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, and, and there's, you know, there's um, there's a storyline about, uh, you know, our, our oldest daughter sexting. Um, there is, uh, you know, an episode where I'm supposed to be at home waiting for the NBN. Um, you know, we, we, I think we've tapped into, you know, things that people go through. And sometimes they're big things and they're certainly this series a more emotional kind of uh, storyline involving and she gets an opportunity at work mm. uh, that kind of puts her in the, in, you know, uh, in Greg's firing line, uh, firing line eventually. Um, and then there's little things like, you know, forgetting the book week was, uh, you know, you're supposed to be dressing up for book week today. The book week parade's <laughs> going to be on and, done, and this- and the flurry of you know the panic that sets in after that being there um
3: <laughs> mate let's talk about the coronavirus just for a moment um as a comedian stand up's a big part of your world um how are your mates in the industry coping without that ability to be to be performing and making a living
0: yeah it's re- it's it's really tough and i'm i'm um, i'm extraordinarily lucky uh to um, in a position i am i can still go and and, and do the project so Mm. i i i can um you know talk about that you know that it's um you know that it's i'm lucky and and i get to do all these things and i I can have fun at home by providing content and whether it's you know being on instagram or doing strawny on instagram again just for fun um but there are i've got mates who who uh would have done a tour this year and it would have been you know 50, 60% 50, 60% of what they earn or, you know, even higher in, in, in some instances. Um, so putting aside the, um, you know, the, the the mental health angle of, of, of uh, just needing that release. Comedians, you know, we, 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 we do this because we, we, we kind of need to do it, you know, um, and and uh, to, for it to hit um, right in festival season. Uh, I mean, the, well, the Melbourne Printer International
3: Re- Comedy Festival, you know? Yeah, I mean, that, loss. you know,
0: which, Absolutely, and 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 the money uh, that would have been out, you know, uh, out late already for, for you know um, for uh, publicity and and all the things you mm-hmm. need to, to do, it, it it's huge. And um, uh, yeah, I really worry. And there's, 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 the government have not announced a single thing for the arts community. And, and there's, um, you know, Tony point pointed out the arts industry, whether it be comedians or um, or musicians, you know, they're, they're the first to put their hand up when. When you, you need to raise money, you know, for your school or for the bushfire relief. It's a very um, good point. They're there to help out, and and um, I, I feel like we've really been left uh, uh, in the lurch. And, and when people think about the arts industry, I think they think about art that you hang on walls. But mm. art is art is 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 uh, it's TV, it's, it's 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 comedy, it's it's movies, it's books. It's I mean, try getting through quarantine without art in your life, you know, and. Yeah. Um, and, and then consider that this government has not not um, not helped out at all. Now, I think the government's done a really good job uh, uh, navigating this crisis, but I, I would love to see uh, something uh, announced that could help um, artists.
3: It would be good, wouldn't it? Because as you say, we're all turning to streaming services and television at the moment, so we're consuming that art content, but we're not actually yeah. helping the people who are providing that content. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, mate, um, the project has done great guns during this crisis, uh, Crisis, its ratings are up big time, um, but it must be weird doing it without a studio audience. Again, that feeding off that live studio audience.
0: Yeah, when when they told me Rob, I was I was like, but how but how does the show work? And, um, um, and obviously, it affects you know uh, myself and, and 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 Tommy Little and and yeah uh, the, you know, the comedians uh, you know Susie Yusuf and uh, who come on the show. Um, you know, while he can you know operate without a without an audience. But, um, <laughs> And, but, you know, I, I was concerned, but I must say really quickly, it became, it, it became quite fine and quite comfortable. Yeah. And, um, and because, you know, we are still trying to keep the balance of, um, of, of having some fun, um, and, 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 uh, but also obviously reporting what's going on, often it can be a bit grim, but it, what it's meant is that we're not, we're not necessarily responding and reacting to the audience in a, in a good way. We're yeah. not kind of uh, being navigated by the fact that they might clap or they might laugh, and then sometimes if you get a laugh, that you know, as you you would know, the tendency is to get get out on the laugh so move on to the next thing. Yes. Uh, what we're finding, we're having you know better conversations in, in many ways because we're we're not we're not playing to that. We're kind of That's it's almost like a dinner party conversation.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, because that is, you know, you get that laugh, a line producer. I've done the exact same thing. We'll say, All right, that's a great out, move on, you know. So yeah. that's very interesting that it's changed your on-air conversations.
0: absolutely. And, and you know, it's and it's probably brought us probably another two minutes in, you know, from you know, because you, you clap on the way back from an ad break, you clap right. out on an ad break, you know, there's um yeah, you know, laughter that you know. But do you uh, want is... the
3: audience back?
0: No, well I do. I do. <laughs> And I think I think Karen Wiley when press, will probably uh, you know love to have the audience back because they do make a, a great difference. But I think there'll be lessons we take out of this period. I think um, that we uh, that that we you know uh, make sure we remember when we you know when when life goes back to normal.
3: I think that's for everyone. Peter, the show starts on Tuesday. I can't wait to watch it again. Thank you very much for being on the Ben, Rob, and Robo show.
0: My absolute pleasure.
3: He is such a lovely guy, guys. Yeah. I, I I just really he was very uh, generous and uh very nice reacting to the interview. I, I just love him.
4: Yeah, and look, Pete's really done some hard work in uh the you know the years leading up to this to transform from air quotes just being a, a comic with the work that he did around uh, It's a Date that has become how to stay mm. married. That's transformed really, really well for him and and, and his directorial hand on this is showing greatly. What we have seen struggle, as Pete mentioned, is the comedians who usually make their coin out of packed rooms... Uh, are not making any coin. So if you can, if you have the opportunity, sign up to either Amazon Prime Video or to Stan or even to the individual, you know, Zoom-funded, you know, buy-a-ticket stand-ups that are happening and support the comedy industry. Get out there and watch the shows and get involved in it. Stan have a four-episode comedy lockdown series coming where the stand-ups have performed in their lounge room and they've edited that together. And Amazon have 10 half hours for a whole bunch of great stand-ups that are worth checking. Out uh, on their thing as well right now. Fabulous. And everybody thank you.
2: needs some comedy in their life right now. Everybody Absolutely. Needs
3: some comedy. Thank you very much, Mark. Now it's time to
6: <laughs> open the TV Black Vault with Ben. Well, thank you for the intro and for the creaky noise. That's actually the sound of my. Voice. <laughs> Did you say creaky or creepy? Creepy. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable with our sound effects budget. Full stop. <laughs> 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 no, no, no! Leave the door open. What is going And I'm back. Ben. I'm back. Okay, let me just kick this off. So, after having their famous role recast, this media personality is fuming with the new characterisation of their once established character.
3: Oh, so they someone left. Dame,
6: someone else has taken it, and they know likey. And they hate it, yeah. Which is fair enough, nice yeah. because I hate it too. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> which TV star has been sacked before their show is even aired for being a massive slut? me oh, oh. <laughs> 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 okay <laughs> that's the correct answer by the way <laughs> and moving along an actor who had previously been promoting their new role has blamed the coronavirus pandemic for their show's poor ratings instead of the fact that the show was unbelievably boring
4: <laughs> oh wow, could... that's a whole bunch of shows <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but
6: yeah I think it's a really lame experience Excuse to jump out with, don't you think? Like our oh, coronavirus is being blamed for oh, everything, everything at the
3: moment. <laughs> everything. everything. Anything that goes wrong with within the industry, coronavirus. Coronavirus. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> like it's the get out of jail free card. This podcast, coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> My voice. Oh, I bet, coronavirus. thank you very much for that. Let's close the TV black bolt. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. I love sound effects.
4: I love we <laughs> have actual clap and slap sound effects in the binge box. Oh, in the binge And you box guys are doing this. <laughs> uh, this is fun. I we have really no question. We got actual effects. <laughs> Whatever.
3: Yeah, but this is more fun. Anyway, that brings us to the end of another episode of TV Black Box. Sarah, thank you very much. I will see you guys at a more reasonable time next time.
5: Yes, thank you. Benjamin, thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Love you all. See lots. you later, Brookie. Thanks, Rob. Please tell us you pressed record this time. <laughs> <laughs> I did. It was the computer that failed us last time. And Malky Malk,
3: thank you for being here. May the 4th be with you and sure, Rob. We'll see you next
1: time. Bye-bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well.